but we're back, baby. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Carlos and Chad. You've got to be the dumbest team in America. They are who we thought they were, and we left them off. Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Carlos. We're back, man. I know. It's been a long time. Long What, two time. years? I mean, we did an episode last year in November, I think, but that was just us trying to figure out if we could do things remotely. Yeah. You know, something about a pandemic and things happen. I mean, whether I you know. believe it or not, it's up to you, right? But but to us, it was a real thing. Uh, so we, we weren't able to, to get together and do this. But even going back into the previous football season, I was going through a lot of stuff at work. Didn't have time to, to meet and, and do this. I was working crazy hours because of you know, some expansion that, you know, yeah, you, you were going. You were going through expansions. I had like two job changes in between there. It's been crazy. Yes, yes. and maybe a kid in between there. I don't know. I've lost track. Well, got, you, you do have like twenty kids now, I don't I know. and those are the ones you know of, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I try not to count. Right? It just gets me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams lost. So, so, so for for our listeners, uh, I, I don't know when we. Did you ever get that son you were looking for? Uh, no, no. So I, I stopped at three daughters. Okay. Because uh, I am incapable of having producing a son. So that that so, onus has uh, dropped. We're going to call brother. you Henry the Eighth from now on. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Luckily for my wife, I'm not quite as bad of a tyrant. Um, and I yeah, totally happy with my three t- girl dad has like come to new meaning for me now. If you'd have asked former me when I was in high school, oh yeah, watch I have three daughters. Payback, payback, buddy. <laughs> But it's awesome. They she, love me. Is payback a bitch? No. Okay. No, it's not yet. That, I think that comes later. <laughs> but, so, so, no politics here, but are you a gun owner? Well, so, I have guns. Okay. Now, did I purchase them legally? The government doesn't need to know about that. No, no. And, and the, the reason I'm asking, right, is at some point they're going to get older and they're going to start dating, right? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I have So will guns. you be cleaning guns on the dining room table? That is fully my plan. Okay. Let me know. Yeah. I'll bring some of mine over. We'll, we'll, we'll clean them together. I'm, I may by then even own a shotgun or two. I don't know. Hey, we'll see. You, if, you, if you need a shotgun, let me know. I know a guy. <laughs> Apparently. I prefer to purchase mine in the legal manner. So. Nah. 3D like, printing's I, a thing. I like serial numbers. <laughs> Yeah, so we may have to cut that for federal use. <laughs> but so fancy football, man. Yeah, yeah. What so, the hell? Do you want to? For those of us, you know, they're obviously we're starting over again, right? It's been almost two years since we recorded. Yeah. So, do you want to recap what we do here? So, yeah, like we are a dynasty centric fancy football podcast. Like we're starting fresh, right? Because we've been out of it, out of the game for so long. So, can we call this episode Uno? Yeah, this is episode one. Okay. Part two. <laughs> we just went English, Spanish, and French. You're welcome. Ooh. International listeners, you're welcome. You got any German in there we can throw in? Nine. <laughs> Nine. That's all I know. It's Vi Bex. Is that yep. a beer? Yep, two Bex, please. That's all I know. And then the rest of it, Spanish. Nothing but Spanish. So but so we're gonna be we're gonna be on a dynasty centric focus. We are going to cover week to week outputs and right. what we think is going to yeah. happen because it's very relevant to dynasty Correct. so you're not going to lose a whole lot on redraft uh you might be able to find some stuff i love to do the deeper dive stuff i don't know why because i never really find a lot of value there it's just fun for me to do um i don't i don't i have three daughters right i have to occupy my time by some other way than cleaning shotguns for the soon-to-be 
uh, <laughs> banes to my existence. But yeah, so that's kind of what we do. We do like to focus on standard uh, PPR scoring. I, I say standard now because so ESPN changed all their stuff and now standard them is PPR, right? And yes. there's no, like we're old school, right? Like Back we, in the day when I started playing back 20 something years ago, standard was you only counted touchdowns. Yards meant nothing. PPR, points per reception, for those of you that don't know, meant nothing. So it was literally, you had uh, standard scoring, which was just touchdowns. So you only got six points for a touchdown. And field goals, of course. And then you had what was called performance point method, <laughs> which actually threw in yards to go along with the touchdowns. Still no receptions. But back in the day, we didn't have websites to go through. There was this book. And I remember it was about an inch and a half thick book. Can't think of the author of that book. You give me some time, I'll probably remember the author. But it, that's where you, that's the only place. You, there was no magazines. There was no this. It was this one person. And they wrote a book. And that was your Fantasy Bible, if you will. Right. So. Now it's a little bit easier. So A lot easier. I don't need a newspaper <laughs> on, on Mondays to be able to get the scores. But we like to focus on uh, like PPR. Mm-hmm. We're both in a league where there's two QB leagues. A league? Or two two leagues. We're in two... two. God, there's too many twos. Too many two twos. We are in two quarterback leagues. We're in IDP leagues. Yes. And I don't, I don't think we're in... I'm non- in a standard league. Are you in a standard league? The one quarterback league? The one you, you dumped us on? The one you no, left no, us hanging? A, when I say standard, The, the league though, that, that this podcast is named after, STFFL, yes. you just kind of like, oh, I can't be part of that anymore. It's because I'm cheap. It still hurts. I, it, as the commissioner of that league, I'm still hurt by this. I'm sorry. And Dan is still hurt by this. Dan has no feelings. That's true, but if the, the no, he he does. He has one feeling, and it has to do with fantasy football. And you heard it. <laughs> uh, he sorry. misses you in the league. He wishes you were back in there. It's only no. He only likes that because of all the trade shenanigans that would happen. Well, I mean, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, it's not like he cares for you. He cares for the trading that he did with you. I, I, I'm an easy trader, right? <laughs> and now onto the show because, well, you know, that's that's what we're here for, right? That's what everybody wants to hear. Okay, <clears throat> so. We'll talk draft strategy to start first, right? Yeah. And let's talk draft strategy based on starting a new league. Yes. Right? Because I know we're a little bit late into this. We normally would do this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago and would have done the rookie rankings and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're in a different world today. So we're starting all over. So what's your – give me your your, your top top two things that you want to – when you're starting a brand new league, Mm -hmm. when you're doing your draft, what are the top two things that you look for? Oh, well – First, you got to know your, your scoring. Right? Yes, Definitely go up and down, know your scoring. We're going to assume. Well, should we make assumptions? Well, I mean. About scoring? Well, I think the bigger concerns we'd have one quarterback or two quarterback. Yeah. And, and I, I will tell you, as, as to me, I've always done one quarterback leagues, right? And yeah. then in the last two years, when we haven't been on the air, I've done more <laughs> two quarterback leagues. And one, I love them and I fucking hate them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, excuse my language, but. Well, this is so just to be clear, there's going to be cursing on this podcast. So, we uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, kids. So, it, the two quarterback is a completely different dynamic that sometimes you're not ready for, right? So, you need to know what your league is about and, and kind of understand that. But a, a two quarterback system really puts those quarterbacks. I mean, you almost, I'm not saying you have to draft quarterbacks in the first round, but quarterbacks are going in the first round. And it's one of those things where, you catch the wrong end of a quarterback run, you're fucked. 
Yeah, for a long time. Yes. Right? So if you're doing one of these dynasty startups, two quarterback leagues, put a premium on the quarterbacks. What I've a strategy that I did employ though, thinking it would be clever, is actually overdrafting quarterbacks. But after you get through the elite quarterbacks, there's really no point in drafting those bums. <laughs> right? Because last like one of these drafts that I did, I, I got um like Baker. And then I just kind of went on a, like a trash and, and, run. And for the record, that's Baker Mayfield, not some baker at the corner making bread. Correct. Correct. Well, during the pandemic, people make a sourdough bread. I got to make sure people don't think that you were drafting them. Hey, maybe, maybe. I don't. I like bread, not as much as I used to. But so you do have to watch out. So I, I, I loaded up on quarterbacks. I ended up getting like both the Bears quarterbacks at the time. And, and how did that work out for you? Uh, well, now one's a backup in Buffalo, and then the other one is Nick Foles, and I don't even know what he's doing. They drafted the future there, so who knows? Is he somewhere? Justin Fields or, or Foles? Yeah, Foles. Well, technically, Foles is still the starter. Uh, three. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, hey, In a league, he's my starting quarterback, okay? So I kind of need him to start a little bit. Fingers crossed for you. Well, it's not my fault all the all the rookie quarterbacks went in the first five picks of the freaking draft. Well, then got it. Still get, not happy by that one. Got to put a premium on quarterbacks to quarterback leagues. And well, people need to. I mean, I'm sorry, but how do you draft? I mean, I get it. It's a two quarterback league, but how do you pass up on some of this rookie talent for another quarterback? Yeah. Well, when you have two quarterbacks. I like, okay, so let's start there. How many quarterbacks do you think you feel comfortable with in a two-quarterback league? I think you need to have three. See, I feel comfortable with four. But you like to hoard things. You hoard quarterbacks more than I hoard running backs. Well, no, so I've been an Aaron Rodgers owner for a long time, and that has caused pain along the way because then you have no This no creamsicle drink that we're at moonshine is really good. It is really good. Carlos has taken to making moonshine and, and, and all kinds of different alcoholic drinks. Legal moonshine, not, not to distilled at home, just in case the uh, right powers that be are listening. Yes, but it's, it's quite tasty. <laughs> so, good, sorry. Good job. You, look, I get what you're saying with the four quarterbacks, right? Because you, you want to build for the future. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in, in the draft strategy later. But to me, I think three with the understanding and the knowledge that as years come, you're going to get rookie quarterbacks, right? Hit or misses, you never know. You're going to have your your your, your quarterbacks that go in the top 10 or, or the first round in the NFL draft that are going to be your starters, right? Those are the ones that are going to go in that's early in, in, in the rookie drafts, right, in the two-quarterback mm-hmm. league. But you're going to have your deeper dives, your, your other quarterbacks, the, the the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's that win in the second or third round or and, and kind of go from there. But so I, I think the right number of quarterbacks is probably about five, right? Um, with that fourth and fifth one being guys that you may not be starters today, but have the potential to be starters in the next two to three years. I, okay. So I, like, I a, a, like a love, like a yeah. love from Green Bay, right? You, you know that he's not the starter today, but the writing's on the wall that when Aaron Rodgers Gets stops traded. being a punk bitch, <laughs> uh, he will be the starter. Right. And I, I think that's where I think we're in agreement is you need three starters, mm-hmm. right? And then yes. you need at least one or two right. that are your future number threes. Correct. And you hope that maybe they're your starters. Correct. But yeah, okay. So plan drafts around that. Now, that being said, two quarterback leagues, that's the only time that I'm going early on quarterback. The only time. Correct. Um, I will reach a little bit for a younger quarterback in a dynasty league, like a Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um, even if it's just one quarterback, but I'm still probably, 
I personally don't feel comfortable going in the first round for quarterback. I need my running backs taken care of, mm-hmm. followed by, I think, tight end, just because that's such discre- a difference in the scoring at that particular position, mm-hmm. and then followed by receivers for me. So, one of those, I wish I would have known mm-hmm. type of things, right? Yeah. So, the league, the STFFL league that we're in, has been around for 12 seasons now, right? Mm-hmm. And in the very first season, I had the number five or six pick in the draft. Yeah. I went Drew Brees. Yeah. Right. And, and the, my reasoning behind that, right, was I'm set at quarterback for the next five to 10 years. Right? Yeah. So it turns out I was set at quarterback for the next 11 years. But um, now, obviously, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> um, so, and you know, I love me some running backs. You oh, know, yeah. I hoard running backs. And, and honestly, the advantage, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, in normal drafts, in normal redraft leagues, I would never take a quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, eleven years ago, I probably felt a little bit different about that. But looking at it now, I would never take a quarterback in the first round. However, in a dynasty league, yeah. if there is a quarterback that you just love, and that you again, I'm a Holmes, somebody who you just love, it does help that Drew Brees is the quarterback of, of my of my home team and the team that I love. So that kind of kind of helps, right? Right. So. But if you feel that there is a quarterback there, a quarterback's career in, in dynasty is going to be way longer than any running back or any wide receiver, right? To, to me, generally Most speaking, likely. I'm looking at a five-year window when I'm drafting, right? Yeah. But if I if there's a quarterback who I just feel, you never know for sure, right, because of injuries. But to me, Drew Brees at the time, a, ten, a 10-year career was not out of the, out of the realm of possibility. Right. So for many, many years— wasn't my concern. I knew who my starting quarterback was before the season even started. Have I drafted other quarterbacks? I've drafted Russell Wilson. I've drafted um, Baker Mayfield. I've drafted many other quarterbacks. Usually, I ended up trading them because I had Drew Brees. Didn't need him. Right. Hindsight 2020, right? I, I could use Russell Wilson right about now. Eh, maybe. But, <laughs> but seven years ago, when Russell Wilson came into the league, I'm like, well, I'm not going to use him. So, sure, I'll trade him. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just kind of... It really depends on, on what you're trying to do. I'm not saying you should tap a quarterback in the first round because that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But in my case, it actually worked out because I never had to worry about the quarterback position. Well, that is actually a good point because in Dynasty... You're looking you, long-term, right? And, and quarterback should be one of the longest-lasting positions. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have to change my stance on that after that because... I and now see Woo-hoo, I got him to change his stance on one thing. Well, because like in the two quarterbacks, the reason mm-hmm. I justify it is because it's the two quarterbacks. Right. And so you I take him in the to, first you almost round. Have to. You you can't. Otherwise you're, you're screwed and you end up with well, the stuff that I have. But Cam Cam Newton and Nick Foles as your starters. I got I, that honestly, in, in the league that we're in, I would take those two as my I mean, I've got <laughs> Nick Foles and Taysom Hill as my starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, but but that's a different situation, right? right. But that said, though, like you said, if you're setting yourself up in Dynasty... I have good running backs in that league, though. Yeah. The only thing that's really going to hurt you, though... But the, in, even then, it's short-term because you know every year in a draft, you're going to run into two or three instant starters at running back position. Right? Not necessarily. Well, You're talking I, to the I'm guy thinking, who drafted Bishop Sankey, so... Okay, that was a bad year. <laughs> that was a bad year. Going into the season, was he not the number one rated rookie? And we're, we're gonna we're kind of segueing into the rookie draft situation here, right? But, right. But going into finishing off on 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 the new draft, right? Mm-hmm. You want to focus, yes, on some younger talent. It, it, to me, the younger talent. It, okay, so 
not much difference between a redraft league and a, and a dynasty league when you're doing your initial draft. It's good. Your initial draft is going to be longer, right? Because you're, you're going to build that deeper talent. But to me, if you're looking at two running backs and you can't decide, that's where I use age, right? So in dynasty in a dynasty league, sorry, in a dynasty league, if I'm looking at, I, I can't think of two running backs names right now, but Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon. And to me, they're not, but I'm just, for the sake of this argument, they're right there, right? They're, they're one and two or, or whatever, but we'll call them 10 and 11, right? Yeah. They're both- I'm going to go with Kamara because he's younger. Right. That's what I'm looking at. But I only use age in a situation where I value the two players equally. Right. And, and that's the only time that age comes into play in the initial draft, right? Now, in a rookie draft, that's completely different, right? I'm In a rookie draft, at times, I'm even looking at, okay, there's two running backs. I like both their talents, but this one has, this one's 20 years old with only, you know, 300 carries in college. And this one has 500 carries in college. Mm, I'm going to think about that for a second. So Yeah. Well, I think I think when we're going towards rookies, you and I have had long conversations about it. The best strategy always seems to be to take the best available, not the one that you need. But that's the that, if, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, I I will take the one, despite the the age differences. I'll take the one that I think looks better on film, personally. Work out for him. Well, when it comes to receivers, I feel like I'm a better evaluator on receivers than I am running backs. I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, because running backs. Is been, you like the rapper running backs? It's I've had some dark times. Had some dark times at running back. Christine Michael. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. You really He's still your, gonna work out. You still you had yeah. some love on Rashad Penny. But anyway, I still do. I hope some of our listeners aren't back and they're like, that fucking asshole made me take Rashad Penny and it didn't work. You know, yeah, that's the fine. three listeners we had before. Yeah, right. Hey well, Randy, they, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't they didn't they didn't take him because I got him in every every league. So there you go. But so, going back to like the strategy of a startup. So hold on, before we go to that, yeah, tangent here because that's kind of what we do. Yeah, the guy in England, you talk. Oh, to him still? Ryan. Yeah, give him a shout out. I don't know if he's listening to us still, but Mr. Carell. Yeah. So I talked to him during the pandemic. He's had a child. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah it, I don't know you do, but congratulations. Yeah, uh, Thorbjorn. Thorby. That's it's well, an I'm English. So, I'm sorry. He he cha- he named his kid Thor. Thor Bjorn. No, no, we're going to stop at Thor. Uh, yeah. Because Thor is a pretty fucking awesome name for a kid. There's there's a little bit to live up to He's the god there. of thunder. He's got some living up to do. I know. So, I haven't met Thor, but I did send him a onesie. So, you're welcome. You should have sent him a hammer. I should have. But see, I'm trying to impress upon him that he wants to be a Kansas Jayhawk fan. So You could have got him a hammer with a Jayhawk logo on it. If somebody out there knows where I can find such a thing, let me know, and that will be in route next week. As an IT person, you should know this thing called the internet. I'm a little bit busy. A little bit busy. I got a podcast to run here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Tangent over. Uh, Let's move forward. Okay, so going back to setting up foundational building of your dynasty team. Okay. Right? So we've established in two quarterback leagues, you need to put a premium on the quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have established in a dynasty league, you need to put a premium on H, right? Yes. Generally, that's that's a good rule of thumb. Yes. Um, but when you're drafting, do you go win now or do you go just solely build future? I think it's a good balance that you have to strike. You have to, right? And that that's kind of where I like to use the thing that a redrafting, redraft league and a dynasty league's initial draft, very similar, right? It's... 
I think the first year you have to look at it as a you can you can build your team on on purely I'm willing for the future right yeah. and honestly that's probably the smart thing to do right but we know that neither you nor I are very smart people um so <laughs> I'm going I'm making faces at that idea I'm like fuck that I don't build so, for tomorrow um you you kind of have to build your team not on best available player because it's it's an initial draft, right? You have certain positions you need to fill, but you want to try to build the best team possible, which in turn really means the team that not necessarily to meet, to win today, but you're not going to sacrifice today either, right? So exactly. So you need to build the best team available. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, like you were saying earlier, when there's two players on the board that are similar skill sets, mm-hmm. You go with the younger player. Right. Just in general. Correct. Um, which does create value down the board, hopefully, for some of those older vets that can help you win right now. Correct. But uh, as far as that goes, what type of position premiums do you put? Like, I put a premium running on... Running back. Running back. Running yeah. back. Running back. Did I mention running back? <laughs> right. In, in running back. Yeah. In, in the Dynasty League, it really... And yes... I do tend to hoard running backs. But the reason I tend to hoard running backs is they have the shortest shelf life, yep. right? And truthfully, if I were smarter, I would probably trade my running backs a little bit more than what I do, right? But to me, a, what I look at is a five-year window. Mm-hmm. But in reality, 70% of running backs don't have a five-year window. They have a two-year window. I was going to say two to three so years. So in some cases, you but conversely Mm -hmm. let's go a step further derrick henry if you would have given up with him after two years yeah that's a big loss for you you would have had a big loss right and i know the person sitting across from me on the microphones told me many years get rid of derrick henry get rid of derrick henry i didn't listen to you thank goodness yeah good for you um because i i knew what he had i saw him play at alabama i knew what his potential was but i do love me some college football too so yeah but i do i told you he was gonna be my number one pick when he was coming out, and then he just didn't freaking play. And honestly, I would not have taken Derrick Henry that year if not for the fact that I had made a trade <laughs> and that he ended up with with uh, Murray, mm-hmm. right? Don't know which Murray it is anymore. Played for Dallas, moved over to there. Right. Um, because, no, 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 no. I take DeMarco. that back. No, 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 no. DeMarco Murray, yes. I had DeMarco Murray on my team. I'm lying to you. The remain <laughs> no no. So once I made the trade for Demarco Murray, it kind of sealed that I was going to go with Derrick Henry, so I could have his handcuff because I like Derrick Henry. Right. However, there is another part to that, right? I had Brandon Cooks on my roster, mm-hmm. and I didn't want Michael Thomas, and yeah. it kind of didn't make sense for me to have two wide receivers from the same team. Right. Not that I don't have that, I have anything against it, but. Brandon Cooks was, and I didn't know what to expect from Michael Thomas. He's a little bit of a prima donna at Ohio State. Fast forward a few years in the NFL, and he's still a fucking diva. But <laughs> who knows? Neither here nor there. Right. Uh, and fast forward a few years, he's still on my he's on my roster now. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's. I felt I, I guess to me in in my warped brain, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody, I'd rather have the handcuff of a running back than a wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think I've seen much luck handcuffing receivers. But in the Brandon Cooks-Michael Thomas thing, it actually would have worked out pretty fucking well. <laughs> well, yeah, only because Cooks is like a journeyman now. but it, it, Youngest player to 500 receptions? Yeah. Four I, years into the league. I was and, just saying, how many teams is oh, he on now? No, no, I'm talking about Michael Thomas. Oh, okay. Michael Thomas, 
youngest player to 500 receptions, and he missed three quarters of the season last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Hey, if, if he can get his act together mentally, he could be great. He's a relative of Keyshawn. I don't know that he'll have it mentally. Yeah. Well, Keyshawn's going to be a, he's a gold jacketer, isn't he? No. No? No. Okay. I hope. Number one overall pick. No. Yeah. Well, he never lived up to that expectation. Well, I mean, I, I throw him the damn ball. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't consider him Hall of Fame material, but I do it. Oh, I'm thinking of To. To's gold jacket, isn't he? Uh, I don't believe To has a gold jacket. <sighs> okay, this is I all Google because kids I, at home. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Um, well, so but my point being is that handcuffing a running back makes sense. Because when running backs go, the team mindset generally doesn't change. And if you have a run-first team... He was inducted in 2018. We were both wrong. Who? T.O.? Yes. So yeah. he, To me, he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. He's not. He has talent, and I get it, but... He's better than I'll ever be. That's not saying much. But... The guy that was drafted Mr. Irrelevant is better than you are. 100% agree. And not because you're white. The guy that didn't get drafted to the NFL that played college ball is better than me. So well, yeah, yeah, but so point being on 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 this tangent yeah. is that yes, wide receiver handcuffs not really a thing to me, um, no. is definitely a thing in running backs. I I will put value on a okay. running back handcuff. Yes, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Except uh-huh. except, and I've seen this in many many leagues. Okay, let's take Ezekiel Elliott for example. Uh-huh. Right, his handcuff isn't appealing to me, Luis. So I just I don't care about his handcuff because his handcuff is nowhere near as good as he is, right? So to me, and just to be clear, handcuffs are important in some cases. However, if your choice is a handcuff and a guy who's a starter, take the fucking starter. You don't need the handcuff at that point. Hands your hands handc- down. Your handcuff should be another starter, not necessarily the guy backing up the guy that you have on your team. Yeah, if you're looking at your team depth chart. Right, mm-hmm. I I would put, yeah, yeah. I mean, this so, seems obvious. And, and but I'm just gonna use if I have Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't even know who his handcuff is because it, it's irrelevant, right? He's Mister Irrelevant. Or I have, so I can take Mister Irrelevant or Najee Harris. I'm going to take Najee Harris because it makes more sense for me to have a guy with a potential starting job than it does for me to take a guy who's secondary to Ezekiel Elliott, who's nowhere near as good as he is. Right, a hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I'm talking... But, but I've seen in leagues where people get obsessed with this handcuff thing, and they're passing up on starting talent to get their handcuff. Which is good for us, because we are going to do the smart thing. Can I start yelling there for a second? I, I don't know. I feel like we're always yelling. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to take advantage of that in mm-hmm. the draft, and you're going to let it come to you, and you're going to get the starters that everybody else passes up on. That didn't work out for you and me in the IDP league, just to be clear. Okay, IDP is a whole different beast. <laughs> Right, like I, I'm still. I'm gonna fully admit I'm still not a hundred percent on the draft strategy for an IDP league. Uh, I'm in one. It's fun. I like. Is it really fun though? I don't know that I find that league fun. I enjoy it because it helps me to slightly understand what's going on on the defensive side of the ball, points wise, which I generally don't care at all about mm-hmm. or haven't for the last decade and a half. Right. So now it's kind of like okay. We'll see. I'm giving it a shot. Uh, it's you know, it's with a bunch of English blokes, so blokes, blokes. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, Blo- is that English or Australian? Pretty sure it's English. I'm pretty sure. That so Australian- what's a woman? Is it a Sheila? 
Because when I go to Outback, that's what the I was going to say. Says. If you're in Australia, yes. But remember, Australia was, was built a, an English off the colony. fugitives. The fugitives from England. That's where they put all their prisoners. So kind of like Georgia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry. Exactly. As, like as, as Uncle Roger would say, sorry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. Georgia yes. was a prison state. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, they, they, I mean, it, it still is, but that's a whole other story that we won't get into. We don't talk. Freaking dirty birds. I hate them. Oh. Horrible team. He's, Never he, draft dirty bird players. He, and for those of you that don't understand, that's the Atlanta Falcons. They are the trash of the NFL. For a Saints fan, this is accurate. For somebody that has no skin in this game, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I don't care. One way or the other. I'm like, yeah. You know, you know what the greatest day of my life was? When they lost that Super Bowl. I was with so, you. Uh, actually, so, so the greatest day was when the Saints won the Super Bowl. The okay. second greatest day. You know what's the best thing about Atlanta not winning a Super Bowl? That it Blowing happened. a 25-point lead <laughs> in a Super Bowl. That it happens so poorly. I love it. Yeah. I'm, but see, yeah. I had to live in Tampa Bay while my Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. And I'm still not recovered fully. Thank you, Jerry Cook. Jerry Cook doesn't fumble that, that, that pass in the second half. I mean, yeah, maybe New Orleans wins that game. And then you'd probably be bad at me for the Saints winning the Super Bowl. But that's a whole other story. I don't know what you're talking but, about. But honestly, that line was horrible. And, and Mahomes, I'm sorry, Mahomes was the MVP of that game. He did everything he could to try to win that game. I've never seen a guy be like horizontal and throw a pass. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But sure, Tampa won that game. No, their defense did. That's that's for sure. But whatever. Uh, so, I think that kind of covers our little rants on how to build a dynasty. Do you it think? never covers our rants, but yes. Well, no. And, be... and for those of you that are just tuning in, we do like to rant and tangent a lot. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you can hit us up and let us know when we need to stay more focused. But but we probably won't listen. Yeah. Uh, so, strategies for the season. Okay. You're a trade whore. Yeah. As we covered with the Dan situation earlier. That's why he likes me. So, so trade, so going into the regular, into the season, right? Trades, waivers, speculations, balance, right? Mm -hmm. So, so obviously trades are part of what we do, right? And, and, and they should be, right? Because in, in a normal redraft, you're going to have your trades, but, and I think in a dynasty league, it, it really becomes more relevant. Waivers always got to be on those. Mm -hmm. it, and, and, and in a dynasty league, you're really dealing not just with waivers of guys that are, that are, decent now you're looking at guys that what could this guy be in two to three years right exactly which is where speculations come in but to go a step further how do you balance all that out right i mean you got to balance your trades your speculations your waivers with your active roster to make sure that you are a viable team today mm -hmm. i well this is why i put a premium on the running back position because i think it's harder to pick up a good running back for the long term off of waivers as opposed to Picking up a receiver that comes out of nowhere that's going to be relevant for the next 10 years. I well, think those usually like three a season in, in, on waivers. Exactly. So that's why I put the premium on in the draft on the running back position. Mm -hmm. Receivers on the waivers, you mm -hmm. look at who's who's getting the looks, right? Steph Diggs was a guy I picked up in like round or week five uh, one mm -hmm. season. Yeah. He's still, he's like an, possibly a gold jacketer going forward. Like settle down. Well, I, I would say settle down, but Terrell Owens is apparently in the Hall of Fame, so our standards for Art Monk, it took 
15, 20 years to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> a guy only had the most receiving yards and, and receptions until Jerry Rice came around, but he didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, yet a loudmouth diva like Terrell Owens is in the fucking Hall of Fame. Helps when you have some really good quarterbacks behind you. Which, by the way, Jeff Garcia does not get the love that he deserves in uh, football community. Jeff Garcia in San Francisco. Correct. Jeff Garcia in Tampa was my favorite player. Wow. Well, Only because for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Jameis, right? I mean, I, uh, good luck this year. I'm not Catholic, but let me do one of these. You want to get the crosses in. But so, yeah. So if you're working the waivers, definitely got to keep up. Look at who's producing. I When I'm looking at receivers, which is what I prioritize on the waivers uh-huh. in Dynasty. Yes. Um, I like to look at targets. Mm-hmm. Who's getting the looks? And if you see a pattern of somebody getting, uh, you know, we 15... should have buttons that have song. You know, that song. She's got the look. Oh God, I don't want that on this podcast. No, but you hit button and it starts playing. <laughs> those other professional podcasts have those buttons that they can hit. I don't know what those buttons are, but I want buttons to hit. I think they have a board. We'll have to. We'll, if you have a professional podcast and you're listening to our <laughs> podcast, please hit us up and let us know what board you push to get sounds. Um, because right now would be a good time to hit She's Got the Look just so, because you keep talking about looks. Yeah, so it, She's Got the Look at, like, uh, I'm looking for 10 to 15 or in, anything over 10 targets a game. Okay. Uh, it, or or if it's a low-passing offense, if you can get 25% or more of your team's looks as a basically an undrafted receiver that's on the waiver wire, mm-hmm. I'm very interested. Now, what you do with those looks can depend. Hello, Deontay Johnson, who can't catch shit, but... If you get those looks, you have potential. See, that's where you and I differ, right? Mm-hmm. I am more of the... In, no, we, we differ in this a lot. Because I'm more of the, this is my draft. I'm mm-hmm. going for the best available players. And I'm going to wait this out. Do I play waivers? Of course I do. It's, it's part of the game. But I think in your case, you're more about that speculative player that, you know, what can he give me two, three, four years down the line? I'm more of the, what can that player give me today? And mm-hmm. I want to build my roster based on players that are going to give me today, right? And and, and, and there's a there's a drawback to that, right? Because you're you're building for the today, and you're going for the today, and I'm looking at tomorrow. Of course, I got to look at tomorrow, but I don't. I'm not going to give up a, a player who I think has potential today for a player who might give me something in three years. Does that make right, sense? Right. Whereas I think you're looking three years down the line, and I'm like. I don't want. I don't care. But this thing might not be around in three years down the line. Correct. And see that, but that has bitten me in the past. And when I was new to Dynasty, one of the stupidest trades that I made out the gate is I really like this guy named Isaiah Crowell. Yes. Right. And so I made a trade. I think you're still hopeful he's going to kick. You know, he's even in the league, but I'm sure you're still hopeful he's going to take off. No, he's 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 done. But. So I overanalyzed things. I looked at it too much, and I made a play for Isaiah Crowell, and I traded some guy that I thought was way, way past his prime and was due for retirement at any day. And that guy's name was Larry Fitzgerald. This trade was like six years ago. Uh-huh. So what happened to Isaiah Crowell versus Larry Fitzgerald in between that time? I gave up three or four seasons of number one receiver production uh-huh. for a part-time starter in Cleveland for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you definitely need to look at who the hell you're actually playing. Like who, who, what are you getting today out of this player? Um, age doesn't always mean everything. So 
you don't watch college football very much, right? Not anymore, no. Do you think watching college football gives a person or a, a team an advantage or a disadvantage? I think it does provide you an advantage because you're seeing the players against high-level uh, caliber talent. And I think that's where the um, where It doesn't the help scouts. NFL owners. Well, I, I mean, it's all a crap Richardson. shoot. It's all a crap Trent shoot. Richardson. Who? Trent Richardson. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Number three overall pick. Yeah. In yeah. the NFL. But this, I mean, you can go on and on and on mm-hmm. with the, with these first round picks that just fall flat mm-hmm. because nobody really knows how they're going to interact with if they're a skill position player, how they're going to interact with somebody else that d- defines how they're going to uh, put up points. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like receivers need good quarterbacks. Running backs need good lines and some something of a passing game. Right. Correct. So if you don't have those things, a lot of good players talents go to waste. Right. And even though they are the bomb on their team in college, they come to the pros, those ingredients just aren't there. Correct. And, and, and it, it all depends on the scheme you're in, right? I mean, uh-huh. and I, yes, I love my Saints, and I'm, I'm a homer, and, and I love... But I always... Drew Brees is an example. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees in San Diego was not Drew Brees in New Orleans, right? I mean, those we're talking polar opposite players, right? Mm-hmm. And I, the other analogy is, would Tom Brady be Tom Brady if Tom Brady wasn't in, 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 in New England? We don't. We know a little bit better now, but Bruce Arians take Tom Brady in the first ten games of the season. Yeah, that team was horrible. Yeah, it took Bruce Arians like, okay, let me listen to my quarterback, who's a future Hall of Famer, and kind of go from there. Where Bruce Arians has never done that with any quarterback in, in in history, right? Yeah. But Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees until Drew Brees got to New Orleans. Drew Brees in in San Diego got Philip Rivers as a starting quarterback. Yeah. Right. Or actually drafted Eli traded for Philip Rivers later on. So it's not about, it's not necessarily just because you watch college football doesn't mean you're going to know everything that's going on because it depends on the scheme that they fall into. But I I like college football though. So, but I think it does matter though. Mm -hmm. And I think you get a better idea of what the player is capable of. Mm -hmm. And you, you, in, in certain skill positions like wide receiver and running back, you see the burst, mm-hmm. right? And that next level burst is very important um, for il- being an elite running back versus being like just a common, really good running back. So how do you draw, where do you draw the line on balance between future talent and today's talent? Well, I know I think it's something I'd you have, still struggle with. But. So, so the way that I like to draft is I break it up into tiers. Not just draft as, as you're going into the season as well, though. But that's what I'm saying. So I'll, I'll break it into tiers, okay. right? And so I will say, okay, these guys, based on this skill set, this is where I'm dr- willing to draw the line on where I want to draft this group of people. Okay. Or not, not necessarily where I want to draft them, but this is a group. This is a tier group of everybody that I think is about as talented as each other. Okay. And then I'll say, okay, but this next guy... There's no way in hell I'm drafting him with any of these other guys. Okay. And then I'll start another group and I'll, you know, pile it in. And so I think that's a good way to try to balance. And within that tier group, I will then prioritize off age, team that they're with, scheme, uh-huh. coach. Because I think coach has a hell of a lot to do. It does. But coaches change so often in the NFL these days. Sadly. I mean, and, and that's, yeah. I mean, look, as a Kansas City fan, right? Uh-huh. I would generally think that the Kansas City running back and tight end are always going to give you production. Luckily, after Andy Reid came in, right, the tight end maintained that production, but the running backs, not so much. But in, a, in an Andy Reid offense, running backs have always been... Pretty good? Pretty good, but I think up until... 
I think Kareem Hunt could have been special if oh, not yeah. for the whole. If he didn't, if he didn't lie to the team about it, he'd no, still be he would have been gone. He would have been gone. Anyway. You think so? Absolutely, he would have been gone. What he did, mm-hmm. most teams, it, that's the kind of player that he's going to succeed someplace else. He's not going to. Yeah. And he's going to get his second chances, right? And, and the NFL is all about second chances. Ray Lewis didn't get a second chance, not because of what he did, but because his talent was on the down downhill before that happened, right? Michael Vick did a horrible thing. Went to jail. Mm-hmm. Still got a second chance, right? Yeah. So, but it's never with the same team you were with. Because you just can't. So Kareem Hunt, his he wouldn't have been in Kansas. And in a, if there's a city that might be forgiving, more forgiving than anybody else, I think Buffalo is very forgiving. But Kansas City's right there, right? They love their football team. They're willing to overlook a couple things. Oh yeah. But what he did was so bad that I think it's you need to go someplace else type yeah, of thing. Maybe. But I don't know. I mean, they they use the guise of if he'd have just been honest with us up front, he'd have still been here. Yeah, but I I honestly I don't think that that would have been the case. I think Hilaire has has potential to be that guy. The 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 Russell the not, it's a Russell Westbrook the Brian Westbrooks uh, oh, uh, of Philly. I mean, I think Hilaire has that talent, right? I think he's got that ability. Um, the difference in, in, in the difference between what Philadelphia what what Andy Reid had in Philadelphia and what he's in Kansas City. As good as Donovan McNabb was, he was no uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right. And and as good as, as the tight end position was in the wide receiver, actually, that team never really had great wide receivers. But it had good well, wide receivers. No, no, but I'm, I'm looking a little bit before that. But even that, yeah. even, even T.O., T.O. was no Tariq Hill. He hurt a lot. Yeah. Th- there was no Tariq Hill, right? And and, and T.O. Was, was a premium talent who went across the middle. Mm-hmm. Which is your your Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. Kelsey and T.O. to me are are, are similar in that offense. Mm-hmm. Tariq Hill just adds another level to that, right? It's just another dynamic that you can't account for, mm-hmm. and and I don't know that any team has been able to account for that up until now. But so you add that running back, I I think Hilaire has the, the ability to be a Westbrook in in what Philly was with a better receiving core than what he had in Philadelphia. Not to mention other aspects of that team that I, I think could, could could elevate a little bit more. Yeah. Are they a team that could make a run to uh, another Super Bowl? We don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens from that. But but I think Hilaire is that kind of talent. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I, I think that team sorely missed Damian Williams last year. Um, that team missed an offensive line last year. Well, you know, offensive line had to go fight COVID some places, and yeah. that happens. So before we, we wrap this up, because we're getting, we're getting close to that 40, 45 minute mark, which yes. is where kind of we want to cut things off. We're going to start, we're going to do something a little different, right? This yeah. is a surprise to you. I was, I, That's I, I, fine. This is a grade the trade. We're oh, going to call this okay, grade like the it. trade, right? I like rhyming. So we're going to go one through five. Okay. One being horrible trade. Okay. A three means it's like an even trade, right? Yep. And then a five was like, holy fuck, that was an amazing trade, right? Win. Okay. So, Team A gives up Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. the Rams' defense, mm-hmm. first-round pick this year. The, which they didn't know what it was. It's just a random first? No, no, no. It's, it's pick number eight or nine. Okay, we'll say nine. Uh-huh. And then a second-round pick this year. Two nine as well? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. And then the other team gives up CeeDee Lamb, 
Lavishka Chenault, mm-hmm. the Bears, and a third round pick. Grade the trade. Whoa! This is one. This is one. Look, okay, let's say Cooper for Lamb. Cooper for Lamb. Okay. Hold on. I may have to I may have to revise this. Cooper for Lamb, to me, I I'll I'll give Lamb a little bit of a bump. Okay. Okay. Just because of age. Mm-hmm. Not that Cooper's old, but Cooper has had issues. This is one for one. I could see maybe a little bit of an edge to Lamb. Slight edge. Uh LaVisca Chenault. Another nice young guy. Uh, got a young guy coming in at quarterback with Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what right. happens there. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like maybe second round talent to me now. Okay. Um, Bears DST, Rams DST. I, whatever. Bear, uh, the, DST. No, nobody, nobody's going to be able to rank DSTs long term. Uh-huh. Uh, then you're giving away a 1-9 and a 2-1 for a third. And we'll say a pizza Chenault. Uh, to me, the Cooper Ram DST one nine and two nine is much better than the Lamb Chenault Bears third. And I'm saying much. I'll give it a two. You know what? I'm coming down to a two. I'm going from bad to not very good. To not very good. Yeah. Favoring the team that got Cooper and the first round pick. Correct. Okay. Um. So Dan. Yes. Was the one that gave up Amari Cooper. Rams first round and second round picks. Randy is the one that gave up CD Lamb, Chenault, the Bears, and a third round pick. Okay. So Randy to you won this trade. Randy to me wins this trade. Okay. Like and, and to you by like a landslide. Uh, I'm gonna say it's it's not very favorable. Okay. Yeah, in his favor. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm only bringing this up because I don't know if Dan's gonna listen to this particular podcast, but I'm sure he will. So I just I wanted you to talk about that. Yeah. So there you uh, go. And, and to me, the way that I see the dra- the, 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 the 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 trade, um, it's C.D. Lamb for Amari Cooper and a first round pick, and and I stop there. Right. The, the other the other parts of that to me don't make sense. Right. So to me, if I'm looking at I'm giving up Amari Cooper, and I'm getting C.D. Lamb at a first. I'm sorry. I'm giving up C.D. Lamb and getting Amari Cooper in a first. I'm making that trade every day, every day of the week. Yeah, and that, I, I think the wild card is uh, Lavisca Chenault. Now I didn't see it out of him last year. Anything that really surprised uh, impressed me that much. My issue with that is new coach, new quarterback, new system. Yeah, and and I understand why people like Chenault. Dan's not the first person I've seen like Chenault, oh, and great. I get it. I understand it. I, I I totally understand it. But this is a completely different offense than what we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer is going to try to bring in. This is a team where you and I were talking about a running back that we won't mention right now. Mm-hmm. It in the potentials that they have and in, in the running backs that are there now and how that dynamic can all work. But the truth is, it's all speculation because Urban Meyer's always played a spread offense. Mm-hmm. We've seen spread offenses in the NFL work and not work, right? And, right. And, and Trevor Lawrence. He's a different type of talent, right? He can run the spread, mm-hmm. but he also is too busy worried about his, his long hair. And he can throw a ball when his hair is okay. But I have my concerns of whether he can read a defense or not. That's a whole other story, right? In, in a spread offense, you don't have to read a defense very well. You, you read one or two players, and it breaks it down for a rookie. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an awesome thing for a rookie. How long is that going to work? Neither here nor there. You're bringing a different system. You're bringing a different thing. I don't know that Chenault is the same value that he would have been a year ago. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. He's, he's a wild card in this. Correct. 
And, and so. we're assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to win the starting job this year, right? I mean, we, like we talked about before, if you take Trevor Lawrence in the draft, maybe you're looking for him to start this year, but more than likely you're looking at one, you know, next year or the year after that. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I think they'd be kind of foolish not to at this point. I mean, what do they have to lose? Right. Um, you know, what, oh, Minshew, Gardner Minshew, uh, my golden child from last year is just not, not the caliber starter. So grade the trade part two. Yes. Or part two. Part two. Philip Lindsay. Okay. For a third round pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I have affinity in my heart from Lindsay uh, since I got sniped on him sometime uh, long, long ago. I literally, I want to say it was seconds. You are welcome. Yeah. And so for a third, I think that's a good deal for Lindsay. But in the same, same vein, I don't see Lindsay moving into a starting role anywhere. Right? Correct. Like, he's going to be... But he, if you're the Mark Ingram owner... Okay. Yeah, I definitely see value in having Philip Lindsay there. But I don't know which side's getting which. I'm just looking straight Lindsay for a third. That seems about right. Okay. Earlier, you thought it was a little low. Well, like I said, I, I, I have an affinity for Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember him tearing it up in Denver and being the hometown favorite and splitting time with Melvin Gordon. Correct. Who they kept... And they got rid of Lindsay. Correct. So that tells you something. Um, to, to me, Lindsay's a third round back with the potential to be more. Darren Sproles is the person that comes around. Darren yeah. Sproles is a great running back. Don't get me wrong. His wife is a little, but that's a whole other story. Um, Olathe North boy, he, by the way. Darren Sproles was a third down back who could play mm-hmm. all the downs if needed, right? Yeah. But long-term for a full season, that's that's not him. He's just going to get hurt. So if David Johnson and Mark Ingram were to get hurt, which, let's be real, it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Both players could get hurt in preseason. Right. Philip Lindsay can fill in and do a good job mm-hmm. for a few weeks. Yeah. Unfortunately, Philip Lindsay, to me, has shown that he's injury-prone as well, but it's because he's, what, like two foot three, 100 pounds? I mean— He's a smaller he, back. He, he yeah. is a smaller back, which is what, again, Darren Sproles makes him great. But at the same time, he's not a full-time starter. But if I'm the Mark Ingram owner or the David Johnson owner, I kind of like that deal. Yeah. Like you said, I— As the non-owner of either one of them, I was willing to get rid of him for a third-round pick. Yeah. I mean, do I think you could have gotten more— Look, this may—I'm skewed because, of, like I said, of my mm-hmm. affinity for uh, Philip Lindsay. So I, I, if you can get a late second— So you're saying Juan took advantage of me? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. So can, can you say can you say those words? Juan took advantage of Carlos. Okay, thank you. Does that feel better? Yes, it, it does. It okay. does. Well, See, Juan, I told you that you were taking advantage of me in that trade. <laughs> these these are uh, things unbeknownst to me that are, are passing behind the scenes. But Juan always takes advantage of me on trades. It hurts my feelings that my best friend in the world would take advantage of me on trades. Nah, he wouldn't be your best friend in the world if he didn't take advantage of you oh, on that, trades. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, he, he, he does get me into all the Saints games, so I can't complain. I definitely get trade-bunged for to get into some Saints games. That's that's a fair trade. So next time New Orleans is playing in Kansas City and the game is in New Orleans? We, no, we can't do that. because You, know, you can get with Juan and y'all go to that game. No, because all I'll do, either Juan's going to be happy or I'm going to be happy. You are a bitter individual, though. So, Dude, you don't understand how much Kansas City games mess with my mentality. It is um, a bad thing. Uh, like, I'm not allowed to watch games. You've obviously never seen me on the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not allowed to watch games around my family. Okay. So, 
All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. We're already hitting the uh, 50 minute mark or the 50, almost the 52 minute mark. All right, so yeah, hit us up. Um, n- now we're going to continue this talk next yes, week. Of course. We're going to our next show. Yes. Was well, not put a, a pin in this yet. Well, no. So, so I, I there's something I want to say that I wasn't going to tell you I was going to say, but I'm going to okay. say it now. So, sorry, Luis, you don't get any uh, draft information on this podcast. You will have to figure it out on your own on who you're going to be drafting in said draft. Because the next draft, I will hold it until after our draft. So, figure out your own shit. So, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, but, so, I don't know, when when is the draft for you guys? A week. It's Saturday. It's It's a week from yesterday. Okay, so, so, uh, a Monday... Of next. Oh no, we're releasing a pot. We're we're gonna record this week, but I'm not. Re- we're not releasing it until after that pot. Okay. After, after the draft goes. I like done. it. So we, just but, for you, Luis, because we love you so much. <laughs> and and by the way, now that you live like a block and a half away from me, we expect for you to be on this podcast from time to time. I was gonna say, there's a mic right here for I him. know, but he's a little, yeah, a little. It'd be little, good. You little bitch. It'd be good. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> It'd be good. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would be good. But we're we're the next show that we're planning on doing running backs, and then we're gonna do a wide receivers, yeah. and then do a tight end quarterback combo. Yeah, of course. So yeah, we're gonna we're run a little late it. to it, and it's you know, but we're we honestly, it's been two years. We got to get our group back, right? It, it, it's it's yeah, and then we're gonna go weekly and just kind of give you an update on what's what's happening. Yeah, um, our thoughts on going forward, and like I said, with a dynasty tilt. Yes, right? of course. We're right. looking at the future. This is long term. So. Yeah. So welcome back. Thanks it's for good to be back. I hope this sounds okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's great. I've been always Everclear. And he means the music, the sound of Everclear, the, the group that we were listening to before. Oh, dude, we're totally doing an Everclear outro now. Um, but till, till, till the next one, hit me up on at STFFChad. And at STFFBall. And we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Don't suck.